Cuphead and all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi folks, Old Man Grognard here on a Sunday, kind of a drippy Sunday in the wee hours of the morning. People are still up and I hope you're going to have a great day. In the midnight hour... Some things go down. Played a little Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerers of Hyperborea with my grandsons today. And it was fun. And it got me to thinking about how I adjust to a campaign or something that I'm not quite familiar with. Actually, I do this with with all the stuff. I'm starting a new campaign with new players that I've never played before or played very little with before. My Monday group... I know pretty much what you got to figure out what the group's going to handle, how the group is going to handle things and how much they can handle. So what I usually do is I keep an eye out if I have either a pre-written module or one I'm written myself. As you know, as a GM, you can change things from behind the screen, even in the middle of a combat or something like that. It, I, aside from worrying about story and information and such like this, encounters, I keep a particular eye on encounters at first. And I kind of got, it's like I've got my hand on the volume knob of the campaign. I kind of lowball the first couple of encounters. That's what, that's what random encounters are good for at, at the very first. That's why they give you random encounter charts. But I kind of, even then, I kind of lowball the monsters if it tells me i have uh, there's five of them i'll make it three and see what happens also depends on how many how many players i have how many characters that are in the scenario i know if i have like say five i gotta put i either leave the monsters the way they are maybe ramp it up a little or it's you gotta look at the players you gotta look at the monster what kind of threat the monster would be and like I said, I, I do a little less at first, and then I see what the results are, and then I turn the volume up a little, maybe second encounter, don't take so many out, or some extenuating circumstances. By the time of the third encounter, I pretty much know what they can handle. And so I either leave it alone, if whether I'm writing it or it's published, I either leave it alone or if I think they can handle more, I'll throw a little more in there. And my hand's always on the volume knob, the, the rheostat, or whatever you want to call it, during a campaign. Because you've always got to adjust something. It's almost like you go a whole bunch of dials. The fusion system from Martel Zorian, which was com- combined, it's kind of a fusion hero system thing. They would do things called dials where the campaign, certain aspects of the campaign were like dials you set. And that's the kind of way I think of it when I go into a campaign. Because I'm trying to adjust. I'm not exactly trying to make a balanced encounter every time. Where's the fun in that? So what I do is keep my hand on the knob. Because I still don't want to overwhelm them. Once in a while, I might want to overwhelm them. See if they're going to run away, I hope. For the most part, I like to play fast and loose, loosey-goosey, you know, that kind of thing. And it's it's nice that way because you never know. You, once you get to know your players, you know what they can handle. You can also know what they can throw at you 
for the most part. Every once in a while, they'll give me a, you know, something come in from left field, which is good. Like I said, what what they do some t- a lot of times is kind of neater and more interesting than what I had planned. So I go with that. Or I have nothing planned. It's like, okay. It's almost like when in, in the Marx Brothers films where they'd write in the script, Harpo does something funny. And they just leave it up to him. Sometimes I write, the PCs are here. This is what happens. And see what happens. And that's that's kind of the fun part about it. That also leads into my second thing I wanted to talk about, which was more complication or less complication. You know me. I like simple systems. I like cut-down systems like the early days of D&D, like BX and things like that. Beg me. You know, simpler systems that I can play with. Some people like more complicated systems. Once again, I'm going to use my Monday group as an example. These guys have been around the block many times role-playing-wise, and I pretty much know how they're going to play something. If if the game system has a lot of options, they're going to use them. And they will use them to their utmost because they're very good at planning. But that's okay. You know, they do that in games like 5e where they have all these options and feats and extra attacks, extra actions, things like that, which is okay. I'm playing the Barbarian in the corner over there. You know, I either swing at I mean, I've got my special abilities too, but they're all related to whether I swing at it or I don't, and how many hits do I get, and how much extra damage. That's I'm all about the hits and the damage. They're about trying to do this, trying to counterspell that guy, trying to, you know, we've got character with that. But me, it's like, do I hit it? How much do I hit it? That kind of thing. So... They will use whatever the system has, which is fun when I start getting behind the screen and GMing because I favor simpler systems, which don't have all the bells and whistles in, you know, in, in the game system. And they take the less and make it more, which just tickles the hell out of me. It's, it's, I just get this... Okay, they don't have as many bells and whistles to play with, but it all—it makes them work a little harder, and they love it. It makes them be a little more creative. I'm not saying that one's good and one's bad. I just know what I prefer. I prefer the simpler systems, but watching them use 5e to its utmost is just kind of mind-blowing to me. And we always seem to come out on top, thank goodness. I mean, I do my bit by hitting things and trying to do things, and... To me, it's almost, you know, I've already told you that, but you give them something with less, like Swords and Wizardry, or I'm getting ready to do Astonishing Swordsman, which is 1E, which, like I said, doesn't have all the options and all this other stuff. They will take what you give them and maximize it. I love those kind of players. Not all players can do that. I mean, I've heard stories about people coming from 5e going back to, going back to say, Labyrinth Lord and going, well, where's all the stuff? I can't do this. I can't do that. Sure you can. Just ask the GM. Oh, wait a minute. You mean you don't have a rule for that? You don't have something I can... What players want is these bells and whistles because they tend to lean on them. They rely on them. You got to get them out of that habit. That's why you have simpler systems. That's why you have little more primitive, well, not primitive, but you, you know what I'm saying. The less rules, 
they don't have as much to lean on. And so they actually have to be creative about it. And anybody who's ever played First Edition and watched a magic user get creative with his spells or a cleric get creative with his spells, it's it's great. It, it that's To me, that's worth extra experience. That's the clever part. Taking, making more with less. That's what I love. I do that myself. I've always said art is a taking away or limiting yourself. Work within these limits and see what you can do with it. Think, be, be in the box and think out of the box. That's the way I like to put it. There we go. And it just comes up with such wonderful, wonderful gaming moments that you'll remember from years. I'm, we're make, with my grandsons, we're making gaming moments like that. And they're going to remember it for years to come, even if they don't get stuck, even if they get out of gaming, they'll remember what they did with grandpa and with the Monday, Monday group. And that's worth it, man. That is just worth even with, even with your players, that's worth it. So that's where I fall on the simple versus complicated and it works for me. So what's your opinion on this? You can drop me an email you can drop me a voicemail at anchor, email at oldmangrognard at gmail.com. I'm monetized now, so if you want to throw me a couple bucks, uh, that would be nice. There's a button at anchor where you can do that now. So anyway, I'm going to go do whatever I do tonight. I'm not even sure if I'm going to bed. So I hope you folks have a great rest of the day. Until I see you again, keep the dice warm. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.